Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. So it's been a busy night for me already. I had uh, Sister Jackie, Sister Jackie Carr over here, um, and her son, Quitment. They were recording some music, and so I was getting a chance to do that. Uh, but uh, that's quite a bit of uh, things to do, but uh, I was thankful to do it. Uh, she sounded great, of course, as always. If you know Sister Jackie, uh, you know her from the local area here. That's, uh, of course, Brother Dan uh, Carr's wife. And um, so she was. She sang quite well, and uh, we recorded a song. And um, so hopefully that'll be uploaded sometime soon on Brother Dan's page uh, once I can get it all produced and uh, packaged and ready to go. But who knows how long that'll take? With my obsessive um, attitude, I'll probably stay up all night trying to get it done. But um, uh, my sister in Christ told me not to do that. She said, "Don't stay up to two o'clock in the morning working on it." And I said, "Okay." But um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But anyways, it's it's been a good day. Uh, me and my dad played some more golf. I've been off today, and I'm off tomorrow as well. Um, and so that's been awesome. They head home this weekend, uh, backed up to New Jersey for them. And uh, so we've enjoyed having them here for well over, well, it'll be about a month or so by the time they end up leaving. And we've really enjoyed it. Really uh, don't want to see them go. But um, they got to get back up there. Dad's got to get back to work. But we're going to get one more round of golf in. And when I say we play golf, we just, you know, just duff it around the, the, the course all day long. And that's pretty much all we do. We don't really play all that well. At least we haven't been playing well lately. But um, I see my mom's already on there on YouTube. And I'm assuming there's some people already. Sister Janet is watching already. My dad's over there on Facebook, so it's good to see everybody starting to filter in. So anyways, uh, what else is happening? Well, that's it. I'm off work, just playing some golf with my dad, enjoying the time there, and we're going to be, you know, having our last little bit of family time here, and then they'll be heading back up north. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 tonight, so I, I welcome you to go ahead and get your Bibles out. There's not a... It's a longer, a little bit longer chapter, but it's not a whole lot of, um, I guess you would say, new information. Paul has already covered uh, meats offered to idols already in First Corinthians, but he rehashes it again, and he kind of, I would say that he kind of puts it in a uh, a different spin on it, just a tad bit. Um, before it was talking about a weaker brother, but now it's causing offense, and it's going to be something interesting that we'll look at here towards the end of it. So. 
I look forward to that. But uh, of course, if you can reach me, uh, if you'd like to reach out to me and talk to me, whether you have questions or you have a prayer request or whether you want to just um, say hello, you can always reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And I encourage you, if you enjoy listening to podcasts when you're on the road, to go ahead and look us up and subscribe on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, whether that be iHeartRadio or uh, Apple Podcast or, let's see, Podbean, Spotify, any of those ones that you want to look up, you can go ahead and do that. And you can always um, listen to the audio version of this live uh, broadcast. Of course, it's not live when we go when we push it out to the audio version, but uh, you get a chance to listen to it uh, anytime you'd like to. And I encourage you also, you can always go back on any portion of the Facebook page or the YouTube page or the Odyssey page um, and look up any of the old videos that uh, that I've done over the past coming up here. February will be three years, three years I've been doing this and uh, even on deployment. And I'm about to head back out on deployment again here shortly. But uh, all the all the equipment's going to be going with me, so hopefully we can continue and keep that up while I'm gone. And I look forward to doing that. So we're in First Corinthians chapter ten. Go ahead and turn over there. Let me get uh, my water bottle real quick, and uh, we're going to cover. We're going to cover, um, like I said, a, a sort of a, a rehashing of Paul talking about meats offered to idols. Uh, there seemed to be in this uh, church in Corinth here quite a bit of um, difficulty, okay? There was not a, a one spirit that was going on around here. Um, there was one spirit in Christ, but they were not recognizing that, and there was a lot of contention, a lot of fighting. It seemed like there was a lot of... Um, uh, I guess you would call a class system. Uh, and what I mean by that is that there was rich, richer folks that have come to Christ, and then there was a little bit poorer folks, and there was contention in between both of those groups. Some were being left out. Some were, uh, when they were coming together, even to celebrate um, uh, the, the Lord's Supper, the communion, uh, that they were turning it into parties, and all sorts of things were going on. So all sorts of problems that Paul addresses in his first letter to the Corinth uh, to the Corinthians, but um, they do a little bit better in his second in his second um, letter. They seem to take uh, correction and the admonition from the Apostle Paul, and they seem to do something about it at least a little bit. Things are things will change in the second letter, but we're not there yet. So turn your Bibles, First Corinthians chapter ten, and we'll see some interesting things here real quick. Because um, remember we. We talked about bring uh, into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, my, myself should be cast away. We talked about this, um, how he became a Jew unto the Jews, a, a Gentile unto the Gentiles, became weak, and so forth and so on, all in order for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be unhindered by anything that Paul was doing, whether it was taking his rightful authority, as we looked at last time, or maybe even eating meats offered um, titles in front of weaker brethren. But now he's going to talk about um, for conscience sake. So that's going to be uh, an interesting tie-in here uh, as we get to it. So 
Uh, if you're joining, if you're just now joining on YouTube or Facebook, I, I'm, I'm once again thank you for being here on another Thursday night. I uh, please leave a comment, say where you're listening from, or something like that, so I can know, and uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. All right, starting verse number one, verse number one of First Corinthians chapter ten. It says, "Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant." All right, so once again, Paul is not addressing lost people. He's addressing brethren. Now, he's going to talk about Paul's own of brethren in the flesh, speaking about the, the Jewish nation here for a second, but he is talking to brethren in this context to saved individuals, but he uses Israel once again as a analogy or as a uh, subject matter in order for them to understand where, where he's coming from, all right? So he says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud. Now, he is speaking to Jewish believers here as well, but in the context, like I said, he's speaking mainly to the Christians there, the the body of Christ, whether they were Jews in the flesh or Gentiles in the flesh, it didn't matter, as Paul has already addressed many times that there's they're one in Christ Jesus, and we're going to see that at the end of this chapter. But he's once again telling the brethren there, not only in his flesh, but also brethren in Christ, about these fathers. This is the fathers like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, more specifically in this instance, talking about Moses. And he says, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Speaking of the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, as God led the Israelites across the, um, the wilderness out of Egypt, and as it said, pass through the sea. Of course, we know that that's when God parted the Red Sea. Verse number two, and, all, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. That's an interesting baptized. Yeah, they literally were immersed in water, but they never got wet. It's a dry baptism. I will leave it at that. All right, moving on. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? Now... Of course, you know, we're talking about the word of God as being uh, meat. Um, uh, the bread of life is the word of God. But I also believe that this is talking about the spiritual meat. Not only is God's laws that were given, but they actually did eat spiritual meat, things provided by God himself, manna and uh, birds, you know, the, the uh, what was it, um, the quail uh, that were provided and did all drink the same spiritual drink? Now, again, using physical things to represent the spiritual, of course, the manna from heaven, the bread of life, and the, you know, the meat um, that was provided, it was, had a spiritual connotation to it. And he talks about the water now, what they did drink, very much so had a spiritual uh, application and tie into it. Look what it says here, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock, and it's capitalized. Look up, uh, I have a couple of videos talking about the rock here on this channel that followed them, and that rock was Christ. You know, the, the old hymn goes, this rock was Jesus. Yes, he's the one. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. Now, we saw this numerous times. You read all the way through the, um, the book of Exodus, Boy, it was just a nonstop. God would lead them out. They'd be like, well, 
a couple uh, like seemed like very shortly afterwards they're complaining wanting to go back into Egypt and then God would lead them through something else they would praise God you know through the Red Sea they would praise God and then sing songs and everything like that and then a little bit later on they're complaining again oh if we had water you know they're dying of thirst and Moses the first time was told to go strike a rock and he did that uh, the first time water came from a rock this spiritual drink representation of Christ being hit or bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. That striking of the rock one time. And then the second time when uh, God commanded Moses, when they were wanting water again, he told Moses to speak to the rock. You don't have to strike the rock again. You don't have to crucify Christ fresh and anew. You don't have to break his body, you know, by some sort of Eucharist thing going on. No, he, he was suffered once. He was crucified once, once for the remission of sins. And then the time after that, every single time, if you want that spiritual water, you just ask. Speak to the rock. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And look at the tie-in. Look how simple it is. Believe in the one that could provide the spiritual water. And we know the spiritual water is representation of the Holy Spirit, the living water. So many times that it was mentioned when God talked about Christ manifesting, you know, God manifesting flesh, Christ Jesus, he would say uh, the spiritual water, the living water. But he didn't speak of tangible water. He spoke of the Holy Spirit. They find that in the Gospels. And as we see right here, drink of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. We know this. They wandered for 40 years, and all those that were over the age of 20 didn't make it. Now, these things were our example. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Gold, a golden calf, and things after they lusted after, or they saw the the daughters of the uh, of the Amalekites or, you know, the children of Israel constantly were being told, do not, you know, go over here to, the, to these uh, worshipers of idols because it's going to corrupt you. But they constantly did. They lusted after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters. The, the problem with the, the tribes and nations and everybody that was around the children of Israel was not the complexion of their skin, but they were idolaters, worshipers of false gods. It shows it right here again. I cannot, get a, I cannot let it go. Every single time I, I see this in the word of God, it's so clear that it wasn't because they were of a different skin color. Most of those nations, those tribes that they were told not to intermarry into because of their idolatry, were of the same kins because they were descended from Esau, which, if I'm not mistaken, biblically, and I'm not mistaken because the Bible says so, Esau was the twin brother of who? Jacob, which was Israel. They're literally of the same descent. Started going down a rabbit trail. Let's bring it back. But it says, neither be idolaters, verse number seven, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed. 
Fornication is uh, unnatural acts outside of your body. You know, you're one flesh with your with your wife, and you go outside of that. That's fornication as well as adultery. It's fornication. You're you're leaving the direction that you should be going for something else. It's always been equated to fornication, whether that's physical fornication, as we know the word, outside of marriage, you know, relationships outside of marriage, or spiritual fornication. But it says, neither let us, verse number eight, commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000, 23,000 people. As they went into idolatry, golden calf, they you know went in different directions, went against God's appointed authority of, of Moses there. Um, I think it was, uh, it was a Korah that rose up. Somebody correct me in the comments if I'm, I'm mistaken about the name there. Um, I'm wanting to say it's Korah. But anyways, you know, the earth opened up and swallowed them all up. But there was at a time when they were not doing as God had commanded. Serpents were biting them, and they had to look up to the uh, brazen. Um, the, the serpent made of brass. The, it was on a pole lifted and high and up, high and lifted up. So many different examples. Look at the, you know, me and the teenagers at the, our uh, local church that we, uh, that we work with. Um, I'm going through with the teenagers through the book of Genesis. If you go through the book of Exodus right after that, you can see all this stuff. It's there for our example. And verse number nine says, Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents, as I just mentioned. Neither, that's very interesting, it says, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted. You mean they were tempting Christ in the Old Testament? Hmm. I guess they were, because he was who he said he was when he said, before Abraham was, I am. And they got all offended. When Jesus said that, the Jews got offended at that, boy. Because he was claiming to be the I am. Let's move on. But as it says there, neither let us tempt Christ. It says it right there. As some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents, neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples. Instruction in righteousness. That's why we don't take our Old Testament just because these letters from the Apostle Paul are to us. They're literally mailed to the church of the living God, the body of Christ, this is for our our absolute doctrine. But the rest of the Bible is also there for instruction in righteousness, for, is profitable for reproof, for correction. Instruction in righteousness, it's there for our ensample, for us to look at and go, ooh, let's beware. As it says there in verse number 11, now all these things happen unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition. Hmm. Seems like another verse that I like just quoted there. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Don't be lifted up in pride. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You mean this has been common since the beginning of time? Yep. These, th- you know, all these things that uh, the Lord hates: a proud look, a lying tongue the shed innocent blood, all this stuff has been going on since the beginning, since the fall. So, 
There's no temptation. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. That's a convicting verse to me because I always think like, mm, boy, just if I can just get victory over this, or boy, I get I get upset too much. I, I need to work on my my spirit, my attitude, I, how much I'm you know my my spirit towards my wife and how I deal with her and like, boy, hey, God is able. He's faithful. He won't tempt you above, as it says, who will not suffer you to be tempted. He doesn't do the tempting, suffer you to be tempted. The tempter is the other side. But he says, will not suffer you to be tempted because that other side also operates under God's permission. Above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, free, flee, excuse me, from idolatry. Makes sense. Now let's get into it. I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. Now here's Paul going to readdress um, these things that are happening with, with the body there. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Here's an example of they were obviously still doing this. In the early century church, they were doing this, the body of Christ. You know, this wasn't a strictly Jewish, you know, congregation like it was in in Jerusalem. This is Jews, Gentiles, one in Christ that are, are taking this communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? As, as Paul mentions later on, you know, he uh, reaccount, uh, gives the account of Jesus telling his disciples, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. He goes through this again because of the example is in verse number 17, for we being many are one bread, one body. In one body, as it says, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And because of Christ in you, we are part of that one bread, that bread of life that was broken for us. But he didn't stay broken. He rose again the third day. And there's the scripture, and there's the gospel according to the scriptures. He died, was broken, was torn, his flesh was uh, torn, just like the veil, as it says in Hebrews but all for us to be partakers, to be able to have access, to have position because of who is in us, Christ in you. So here it goes, verse number 18. Behold, Israel, after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifices to idols is anything? Paul has already addressed this in his letter, that it's not. It's just meat. However... Look what it goes. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. Don't get it twisted. This I'm using a little bit common vernacular here. Paul's saying, look, the meat is not the problem. They obviously take this meat and they sacrifice it and offer it to idols, which aren't just idols. Look what it says here. It says that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. So what is the, what is the, um, 
what is the direction for that Paul is saying here? He said, look, the meat isn't anything. It is what it is. However, if you know that they are, have offered this to idols, just understand that they have offered it to devils. Some people are going to have offense to that. Just like he's already addressed that, boy, they really were having an issue with this, especially those that didn't understand fully yet, didn't have that knowledge yet. We covered that when we covered 1 Corinthians 7, I believe it was. But he says, but if the things which Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice the devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Uh, once again, it's not the meat, though, that's the problem. It's knowingly taking this and going, hmm, boy, I have a problem with this. I know it was offered to idols, but boy, you know, I think I'm, I want it. Hmm. Paul says, be careful with that. The fellowship with that. Understand that that is absolutely meat offered to not just a piece of stone, but it's actually two devils. So be careful. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Verse number 23, all things are lawful for me. Now, I've, used, I've heard this verse used out of context for people to say that anything that you want to do, if you're in Christ, it's lawful for you. Go right ahead and just get it done, buddy. You have liberty. No. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but not, but all things edify not. And what is edification? It's building somebody up, building yourself up, strengthening your, your, your bonds of fellowship, strengthening the, the understanding of who you are in Christ, and doing these other things, while they may be lawful, you're not going to be held account. The law has been fulfilled in, with Christ in you. You won't be held accountable for that law because he's already paid that penalty. You're judged not guilty, never, un, never once more ever, ever, ever be held accountable for your sin. They're gone. But it's not expedient for you. It's not edifying for you or for others. And this is what he's bringing up the point. Whatsoever, or excuse me, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat asking no question for conscience sake now as me and my dad talked about i think my dad mentioned it if you wanted to get some meat and you didn't have a whole lot of money these shambles is where you went to go get some meat it was better if you just didn't ask where it came from because then if it's like on sale because it was offered to Diana or something like that, the, the goddess over or whatever like that. And you're like, mm, yeah, it's really on sale, but it was, oh boy. Now for conscience sake, don't have any part of it. That's why he says, but he says, but whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, asking no questions for conscience sake. See, just don't ask where it came from. It's just, it's just cheaper meat, cut of meat. Okay, great. I'm going to, I'm going to take this. Thank you. And offer it up, thankful to God that you can feed your family, take care of your family. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is not a contradiction. Paul is literally saying that if you willingly or knowingly understand that this was meat offered to idols, 
for conscience sake, just leave it alone. Go over to the next stand where there's no documentation that says this was offered to temple so-and-so, whatever. Just don't ask. Because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Quite literally just means that it, there's no, nothing wrong with consuming that meat unknowingly or whatever. You just, you're eating meat. It's not possessed. You're not going to be possessed. Verse number 27. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, mm, now we got to be careful, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat. Asking no question for conscience sake. Once again, some of these that believe not say, hey, come on over. We want you to um, have a feast with us. And you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to be an ambassador for Christ. I'm going to go over there. And maybe it's a somebody that's, I don't know, uh, work-related or something like that. I don't know. You, you work for the First National Corinth Bank or something like that together. And they invite you over for some a barbecue. Just go over there and don't go, hey, where'd you get this beef? <laughs> oh, the market. Cool. Uh, was it offered to idols? Well, I guess, it, yeah, actually, I think it was. That's why we got it on sale. Now, Paul said, don't do that. Don't ask for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it. Now, I wonder why that is. It's for ambassadorship. If he offers you meat and says, hey, I got this great cut of meat. It was offered to the goddess Diana, but I got it on sale. Look at this cut. And you say to them, well, respectfully, I'm not going to partake in that. Boy, isn't that an opportunity for when they go, why not? And you could say, look, I believe in the one true God. And you can witness at that point. This is what he's talking about. He says, uh, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols. Eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other. If he says to you and offered it to idols, here, here it is, uh, Christian person that I know to be a Christian. Here's, and you go, all right. And you start eating it up, and they're going to look at you like, Hmm. I just told you it was offered to our gods, but you see the example there. You see the point. You can see the picture in your mind of this going down. And you can make uh, quite a bit of correlation to today's world. And it says, uh, uh, verse number 29, Conscience I say, not thine own, but of the others. For what is my liberty judge of another man's conscience? For if by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. This is the, this is the point. It's, Paul says all this and brings it right down to the brass tacks. Here it is, the bottom line. Don't ask the question, if they tell you where they got it from and, and how they got it and what it was offered unto and all this other kind of stuff, for conscience sake, theirs, not necessarily yours, you might not, as he mentioned before, you might not have any issues with that because you're like, it's nothing. It's just meat. I don't, whatever. You're doing it for the glory of God. 
to show the glory of God, to show Christ in you, to give an, ready to give an account, an answer for every man, to every man that asks of the hope that is within you. That's what you've got to be ready for. That's what you've got to be ready to give an account for and to give an answer for. Be ready. And I think of verse number 31. It's a very famous verse, but I always think about it because uh, when I was in junior camp and all these, as a young teenager as well, going to this uh, this uh, this camp, the summer camp, a week long. Every time we would go um, to eat or we'd go to um, uh, the pool, not mixed, it was just the boys, you know, and we go to the pool, you know, before we were allowed to get in, whatever, therefore, you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. I can remember that clear as day. We Every single time we would say it, just brings up something to mind. But look at verse number 32. This is what I kind of wanted to get to. Give none offense. Now, I use this verse a lot of times because it shows very clearly in a one statement, you know, we're not supposed to just take a a verse out of context and all this kind of stuff, but in context, this is talking about three different groups of people. They're all mentioned in here. The Jews, the Gentiles that are offering meat unto idols, and look at the last group. Here we go. These are the three that are still in the world today. Ready? Give none offense, neither to the Jews, Jews, nor to the Gentiles, non-Jews, okay? Nor to the church of God. Hmm. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You're a part of a new country. You are fellow citizens. You are um, heirs to a different promise. You, you, all these different things that we've talked about numerous times on, on, this, uh, on this broadcast. This is us, church of God. There's either Jews or non-Jews or church of God. Church of the living God that's right here, Christ in you. That's the third group. Even as I praise all men in all things, not seeking my own profit. Now here, once again, as he mentioned in the last chapter, this is why he did what he did. Every single thing drove him with this singular thought. It says, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but for the profit of many, that they may be saved. And when it comes down to it, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is what it's all about. Is there anything wrong Is there some sort of demon possession inside of meat offered to idols? No. But if you ask and they tell you where they got it from, nope, I'm going to, for conscience sake. That's why Paul says, don't ask. Simple. If you go over to somebody's house, don't ask. Simple. If they tell you, deny it, you know, like refuse politely and say, why? Give an answer ready to give an answer of the hope that's in you. Tell them the one true God. Be like Paul on Mars Hill where he says, this unknown God that you made this, let me tell you who that is. And that's it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So remember, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And as uh, my brother in Christ over here, Brother David, talks about, 
because he alone is worthy to be praised. He is the one who is all worthy of all praise. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Uh, let's get over here real quick. Let me see what a kind of other little comments we got here. We've got a few amens. Don't give the lost excuses to reject the Lord. That's right. Don't be, don't be that stumbling block. Christ is already a stumbling block to the Jews. Foolishness, excuse me, foolishness to the uh, Gentiles. It's already that way. Uh, be careful things that you bring up and think that they're important that have nothing to do for the cause of Christ. Um, and if you think I'm talking about whatever your pet subject is to talk about, okay, I guess I am. Do all for the cause of Christ, that they may be saved. Don't give un none offense. There's so many different subjects that's going through my mind right now where people want to just bicker and complain and go after each other. Meanwhile, the cause of Christ suffers because people look at that and go, I don't want any part of that. And if you think I'm talking about your pet subject that you like to talk about, especially this time of the year and many other different types of subjects, maybe I am talking about it. Or maybe not. I'm not mentioning any subjects. I'm not going down any more rabbit holes. Let's just do whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever. Whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. How about that? And I don't see anybody else on here. I don't see, and I got a lot of work to do to get this uh, this uh, this song produced and everything ready to go on that. And um, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be showing it here. Uh, I've learned my lesson on that, <laughs> brother David. Yeah, maybe that. I saw your last comment there. <laughs> Maybe I could be talking about that. Who knows? Anyways, uh, but yeah, I got. I I've already learned my lesson. I'm not playing any more music on this broadcast, and um, just for simplicity, not to give any offense. You know, some people, and you know, think that music is okay. Um, some may not think it's okay. Some think that you shouldn't use any instruments at all. Some people think, well, maybe just a piano, but if you have an electric piano, uh, like a, a keyboard and you use that, that that's not okay. And that's why no more. I don't want to give anybody offense. Okay. But it's a great song and she's singing quite well and a very talented, uh, sister in Christ there. So, uh, doing it all for the glory of God. And so, therefore, that's what it's all about, not to be seen of people. So I appreciate that. Okay. Well, I love you in the Lord. Uh, next week, mm, we'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And um, I like the first verse because uh, a lot of people accuse me and maybe others, and they'll say, well, you're just one of them Paul followers. You know, you mentioned Paul quite a bit. Well, verse number one says, be followers of me, but it doesn't stop there, even as I also am of Christ. He's our example. He brought the revelation of the mystery, and he wrote these letters to the church for a reason, because the Holy Spirit inspired the scriptures to be written. 
for us, for our doctrine. Anywho, loving the Lord. Um, I won't say what I was about ready to say because I don't want to give offense to anybody. Um, but in, enjoy time you spend with your family, um, whether it be on a Friday night or a Saturday night, any time of the year and any week or any day of the year, enjoy your time with your family and enjoy um, spending time with them. We're not long for this earth. Christ is coming soon. So do all for the glory of God. Tell somebody about Christ today. All right. Love you, Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week, Lord willing, if we're all still here. And uh, we'll continue in the book of 1 Corinthians. God bless you. Have a great night.